Welcome to the Curated Podcast. My name is Kendall Becker and I am your host, but I am also a fashion editor and trend forecaster, meaning that I hear a lot of incredible stories throughout my career. Oftentimes, I don't have the perfect fit for these stories, but I knew that they needed to be told. So welcome to the Curated Podcast, a platform dedicated to sharing passion and purpose and curating a life path that is perfect for you, whatever that may look like. Tune in weekly for conversations with global creatives in fashion, luxury, hospitality, wellness, and so much more as we discuss the why in life. And stay tuned for a couple bonus solo episodes as well. Let's dive into this week's episode. having a fabulous week. I I can be honest with you, I don't really know what to talk about. <laughs> but this whole conversation around Ozempic, body image, cutting, all of these things have just totally been weighing on my mind lately. And I feel like I'm obviously not alone with that because it is everywhere, all over the media, anywhere you turn, and even with like the Hailey Bieber and Selena Gomez drama and like people commenting on her weight, like it is just, I feel like there is so much toxicity happening right now. And, you know, I just wanted to talk about it. I don't know what's about to come out. We'll see. But I think I kind of wanted to share my own story and just like bring it to light and open the floor for these types of conversations. Um, another thing with that is like we're also in the midst of Fashion Month, obviously. And I think what a lot of people are noticing is that there's such a lack of plus size models on the runways. So like that's a huge, huge issue. I feel like we made some progress within that in recent seasons. And then it just feels like this time it just completely disappeared. So I think that's been really sad to see. And then even earlier, I feel like it was end of 2022 when this like heroin chic conversation is coming back. and. You know, that really goes in hand in hand with these trends and like Y2K, obviously. Um, so we're talking about the micro mini skirt, the low rise pants, like all trends within that vein. And what's funny and what I always say about trends too, is that if they're not wearable, they don't quite stick. And we can already see that, that like the quote micro mini skirt, it's, it's not looking so great. I mean, everybody was showing maxis, was in maxis, like, there clearly is a rebuttal against this, and especially with the recession, you know, they always say the worse the economy, the longer the hemlines, all of that sort of thing. But also I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a, hey, let's go show out. But you know, that's a whole other conversation. Um, but with that being said, I think that there still is just like this triggering factor of there's so much conversation about this in the media. And I think, for a lot of us who like did grow up at this time when your body image, of course it's still so important, but like I'm talking Victoria's Secret era, how toxic that was for us as like preteens and teenagers growing up with this and then having it now be so part of our media conversation, I think it's really, really triggering for a lot of people. Um, I think. Amy O'Dell had a great TikTok on this too, uh, based off of the New York, who 
who is it? The New Yorker, the whatever, whoever which, under that media branch did that Ozempic article last week. And the conversation around how one of the women quoted in that article was saying how, oh, Ozempic has a good chance of causing thyroid cancer. And it was more worth her losing five, 10 vanity pounds than it was to risk her life. She said, if it might be lung cancer, I might not, but thyroid is no big deal. So Amy, who had thyroid cancer, basically, you know, her TikTok was like, hey, I have this. I underwent, underwent, undergone surgery on my neck for this. I'll be going to the doctor, taking medication for the rest of my life. Like, this is no joke. And I think what's so scary too is that a lot of, you know, these messages are so widely spread, especially with platforms like TikTok that, you know, anybody can jump on there. I'm on there. Hey, you know, I mean, my friends are on there, whatever. But it just provides an opportunity for misinformation to spread like wildfire and get in front of youth, the youths, um, who are really easily influenced. And I think it's just like such a scary thing and to not have that transparency around conversations like that is so crazy. Um, which, you know what I kind of think is interesting is with the Victoria's Secret era, it's like, is this better or worse? They're both bad. But the Victoria's Secret era, okay, I want to talk about my experience with that. So when I was in high school, I was obsessed with Victoria's Secret. Like, lived, breathed the fashion show, was obsessed with the models. One of my friends and I would literally be like, oh my God, who's your favorite? Did you know XYZ about her? Like, I've never been that big of a celebrity person, but for whatever reason, I was obsessed with the Victoria's Secret models. I literally ended up then having Miranda Kerr as my background. Orlando Bloom applauding for her as she walked down um, in the million dollar bra was like maybe the highlight of my teenage years. Um, kid you not, but no. Um, anyway, I literally had this woman as my phone background. I then, this was right when I quit sports and I was focusing more on acting and grew up as a film actor. Um, but obviously then was like working out instead. And I didn't really have knowledge on workouts. All I was seeing was like the Kayla Itstein, like, you know, how to be like itty bitty and like work yourself to death sort of shit. And then seeing the Victoria's Secret model workouts and they were freaking insane. I, like I said, like I kind of appreciate the transparency of they were like, oh my God, we don't eat carbs and we only drink water for two weeks and we go to kickboxing twice a day. I just made all that up, but you know what I mean? Um, but having also having that information, oh my God, I was sitting there trying to copy it. And they were even saying it in the way of, Hey, I'm doing this, you know, for two weeks leading up to a show. But I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to do this every day. So I was, Oh my God, going to the gym at least once, if not twice a day, stair stepper for a full hour going lifting. Like I would be at the gym for probably two hours. I was super restrictive. I would never eat dinner with my family or whatever my mom made because I would literally only eat like chicken with vegetables and that was it. I would come home and I would like make that myself. I didn't eat like a single carb, not a carb, but like a literal, like a piece of bread, pasta for over a year. And I kid you not, ever since then, I have had a messed up stomach, messed up hormones, all of these things. Um, I've never been overweight. I've never been extremely underweight, 
but I've always been a person whose weight really fluctuates and I have a hard, hard time um, controlling my hormones. And just with that being said, like I've I always had a really tough relationship with food and body image and I've always been small. Like I'm not going to lie. I've always been small, but I grew up doing gymnastics. Like I've always, and you know, my family, just like genetics, I've always had like, quote, not bigger thighs, but like thighs and a booty like my name my nickname in high school was literally big booty becker like (laughs) and I thought it was so mean at the time I didn't get it but anyway I I don't really know where I'm going with this just basically to say like so many people struggle with their relationships with food and working out and all of these things and I feel like we're at a time that it's just so concerning to see um but I did want to talk about kind of like how I've been turning this around for myself and if it helps for anybody else great if not happy to just share this story regardless but something I think I used to always really treat myself like almost as an athlete or a machine more so I would say like a machine like I was like how always striving for efficiency very like How can I achieve as much as possible? How can I, you know, cut my calories or whatever as much as possible? How can I, and this is both professionally and personally in so many different ways, but was always trying to do the most and treat myself as efficiency being the top priority. And by doing that, this is a little woo-woo, but you know, there's these like energy dualities. And it was something that I realized that I was very go, go, go. And that's, it talks about being a lot in your masculine energy. We're feminine, and this doesn't really have to be gender oriented, but this like yin and yang energy. Um, but I really would then avoid flow and listening to my body and just taking things day by day and taking these really slowly. Um, and I think a whole plethora of things from girl boss culture to Victoria's Secret models to, you know, things at home of being putting pressure on myself and all these different things um cause a lot of that but I also it's another thing too I've been seeing on TikTok in contradiction to this Ozempic conversation of girls now being like this is how to help like cut weight the healthy way and this is how to shred first summer the healthy way okay like maybe you're using methods that are approved by your dietitian or your trainer or whatever like that's great but it's still the mentality behind it and telling people that like this is how to shred this is how to cut it's freaking toxic and I think it's triggering um anyway so a big thing when I was in Bali and just over the course of last year I worked with a hypnotherapist who I'm happy to recommend she's actually one of my good friends um she's freaking amazing and I also worked with she's a shaman medicine woman soul advisor but using these different tools I really sat and developed this like looking at my relationship with my mindset my body how I'm spending my time all these different things I also worked with this really great he's a body work coach um and all of them had me look internally at how I was treating myself and looking at these different sides of myself. And um, with two of the coaches in Bali that I worked with, um, both the shaman and the bodywork, I don't know what he would be called, bodywork medicine guy, they had me looking at this duality of energies and noticing how much I was feeding this go-getter, they would call it your inner warrior energy. 
and how much I was feeding into that with, you know, like things like running my own business and taking it over the edge. And mind you, that's not to say you can't mind run your own business. You absolutely can. But the way that I was doing it was really toxic. Um, so that could be overworking, achieving, 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 whether that's a new title or job raise. Um, and how I was just constantly feeding into my inner warrior. And I was completely ignoring, you could call it like your inner goddess. That's what they would call it. And for me, they were like, you know, like, blah, 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 you know, whatever. I won't go into my psyche. But having this nurturing energy, and I definitely am one that like I give to my friends, partners, um, people I have like business relationships with. I always like love to be helping people and nurturing people. I'm definitely like one of my love languages is definitely like gifts and like giving like thoughtful gifts or like how can I share like I'm being gifted this experience or like I'm coming over to your house like I'm gonna pick you up coffee like stuff like that um I was like constantly giving and giving to other people and not nurturing my own inner goddess or my inner nurturer um in that way and so for me I slowly started to reframe my mindset this is totally something that's still in the works um giving to her and when you know treating her with kindness and like um I, my shaman when she said something to me is she was like give your inner goddess these gifts and it could be anything from a literal gift of like a dress that makes you feel amazing to like treating her to an amazing really healthy meal of something that would make her sit there and go like oh my gosh you thought of me thank you and so I kind of started to do things for myself like that and of course I've only only was in Bali a couple months ago but this really started to um, kick off for me I think last about February when I first did my hypnotherapy session and noticed this was how I was treating myself but I make a lot of choices these days when I'm grocery shopping I will say budget is kind of out the window guys do not come to me for financial advice ever mindset career um, travel sure do not come to me for financial advice. So take this all with a grain of salt. Um, but I really threw this like, oh, how can I be economical about this? Like out the window. And I really was like, what does my body, what nutrients do I need? How can I make myself feel non-restricted when I want a snack? How can I be ready with these things that make me feel good and are healthy? Or with workout classes, like do I spend a lot of money on Pilates? Probably, yeah, yeah, but I freaking love it. Like, I kid you not, before I go to Pilates, I'm, like, bouncing around my apartment, like, ready to go, so excited. I actually got really into yoga from being in Bali. Um, I started to get into the mindset part of yoga and started to really fall in love with it, but I also see it as, like, treating my mental and physical health to something that is so exciting. Um, I also, this goes into, like, a lot of how I was raised, but was never really welcome to do like I'm trying to think of like wellness practices beauty practices it was always very like how can we take the cheapest way out of this or how could you just do it at home and do it yourself and I get it like by times you at certain times you definitely have to be economical and maybe it's not always the best choice but what are the times that maybe you can treat yourself to something so special and I think all of these things just like and kind of, you know, also going into last week's episode, I was, if you haven't listened to it, definitely check it out. Um, I talk about having style with a purpose. And I think, you know, I talked about from the brand perspective of how you can do that and be purposeful. But then I also talked about it of getting dressed with yourself. And 
how are the pieces of clothing that you're putting on and you're purchasing, how do they make you feel? What words do they represent? When you walk into the room, are you showing up and feeling like your absolute, not even, I don't wanna say your best self, but your truest self? How, what are those three, I, the tactic I used was like picking three adjectives that I wanted to show up as and feel like every day. And so what are the choices when I'm getting dressed make me feel like that? What are the beauty practices can make me feel like that? What are, you know, the things I'm putting my body and how just all around, how am I feeding my best, best, truest self? How am I nurturing myself? And I kind of joke around too and I'm like, how am I almost like, am I want to treat myself like a puppy? Like I want to care for it. Maybe, maybe if I liked children, um, I would use a child's analogy metaphor, but uh, it's not really my thing. So I use puppy, but I'm like, how am I treating, how do I want to treat a little puppy? Like I want to care for it. I want to make it happy. I want to play with it. I want to make sure she's has the cutest collar, like all of those things. And so I think really reversing that mindset of sure if you want to treat yourself like an athlete fine but don't treat yourself like a machine don't think that you have to be any certain way but I think looking at you and in the midst of all these conversations and again I do want to say like I'm a small girl I know that but I definitely with I have medical issues that make my weight fluctuate and no matter what that is like having your weight fluctuate 20 pounds as a small girl, like, and just seeing those changes yourself. Um, it, even like, you know, even though I love myself both ways, um, I think it's, just, it's still just a mental feat to like see those changes. And a lot of times it has nothing really to do with things that I'm consciously doing. So it's subconsciously I'll start to see it happen. And then I'm like, oh man, what am I doing? How do I redo this? All of that, yada, yada. Anyway, this probably was like one big tangent, but case in point, with summer coming up, and I'm sure more of this content is only going to come out between Ozempic and the girlies on TikTok being like, treat yourself like an athlete, cut bliss, blah, blah, blah. I wanted to just provide a little bit of love and comfort and um, vulnerability for anybody out there who's kind of dealing with something like that. So, kiss in point. Love yourself. Have a fabulous week. on the curated podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to stay up to date on the latest. And in the meantime, give me a follow on TikTok and Instagram for all the happenings in between. I'll see you back here soon.